Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a podcast. Not only is this a podcast, but it's our journey. A journey that we hope you want to ride out with us as we intend to educate you guys, inspire, talk about past and current experiences, and to make one think to stop judging others. Most importantly, stop judging yourself based on others' views and perceptions. With that said, you'll be hearing from me, myself, Austin Kirshner, but along with our journey on this podcast will be my mother, Kathy Kirshner, and my brother, Dylan Kirshner. With that said, welcome to Silencing of Stigma. We're going back to the roots. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another podcast, The Silencing of Stigma. It's Friday night. We're recording this after a long day of uh, events. We started at the Hot Rods. We didn't start anywhere. Well, I started this morning at 8 o'clock at the Hot Rods, Friday morning. Austin started with the first Friday at 4 o'clock this afternoon. So I set up two booths today. Um, pretty exciting get back into the groove of talking to people about addiction, learned a couple different things. And so we're going to get on with this podcast tonight. So we started this morning at the street rods. We Uh, didn't start anywhere. I did. Uh, I started with Alyssa from not one more. Um, We had a pretty interesting morning. We set up yesterday afternoon, loaded my car up again for first Friday for tonight, set up two tents. um, But Learned a lot. It was great to be back. Hanging the banners. Uh, four banners being hung again. Kyle's right there with me at the street rods. He's there right now. He didn't leave for first Friday. I said, oh, it's kind of weird that I say that. But uh, Bonnie sent us a uh, comment and said she didn't see Kyle on the, on the banner. I said, well, he's over at the street rods. So he is at the street rods. But it's interesting Um, because at the street rods, obviously this is people from all over the area, different States come. It's a national street rod association. Uh, so for those of you who are traveling in York County this weekend, you're going to see a lot of them. Pretty interesting, fun, fun thing for me is what used to be street rods when I was little were the old cars. And now as I'm older, the cars that I'm looking at are cars that my parents drove, my dad drove more, more, my dad, or we drove or saw when we were in like high school. So that just makes you feel old when you're looking at these Chevy Novas and these Vegas and things like that. It's like, wow, these street rods today are cars that I saw on the road every day when I was younger. So some really nice cars there. But anyway, we're in the Memorial Hall. For those of you who belong to this the page there's pictures of the booth there um i put some on my personal facebook as well so that you could see the setup it's pretty cool setup but i realized today you know in this booth there's pictures of loved ones who passed away obviously it's a not one more sign and how many people walked past and didn't know what it was and like didn't even stop to find out what it was And then there was others who asked about it, you know, looked at it. So it's kind of like when we do this, not one more booth, it's even like at the fair when we're mixed in with the food, people go by and just to watch the different reactions 
of people who know what it's about or interested, ask the questions. And then there's so many other people that just say, Oh, not one more. And they like, just keep walking. Don't have a clue what it is about. And it's a little awkward being in that position because we're amongst peanut makers, flower, people selling flowers, Tupperware, um, all kinds of different stuff that they're selling. So, but this is something that's important and, I have to realize today that it's important to me. It's important to a lot of people, but not necessarily everybody is is interested in learning about it or feels as though it's an important topic. So that was what happened over at the the hot rod, street rods, whatever you call them. I'm back there again tomorrow, Saturday, and I'm back there again on Sunday. So if you're there, stop in the uh, woman's world, a uh, part of the Memorial Hall, and there's a bunch of stuff in there, great things that you can look at see purchase so I wanted to just talk a little bit about that and now I want to go to the main event the thing that really got me excited today is Austin and I did our first Friday night um, in York first York first first Friday York that was literally my first Friday first Friday if you know what I'm saying in York yeah mine too so we didn't know what to expect. Um, got there, got a little irritated because the firemen showed up before they were supposed to, and I couldn't get my vehicle down through. Uh, they eventually let me get my vehicle down through. Um, but we set the booth up. We took two of the banners of the four banners um, because we left two over at the fairgrounds. But how many people would you say walked by and looked at them? Mm. Uh, it's hard to say. But we had some engagement. Yeah, there was people that walked by and just kind of stood from a distance and looked at them. And then there was people that actually came up close and were looking for a while. And then we had, uh, it was interesting because you had a bunch of different variety of people as far as age groups. And uh, even like the, the smaller kids that were there at the beginning when I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And they, they asked, like, what what it was that Not One More does and stuff like that. And, like, who are, like, their question was, who were these people? The little girl was like, who are these On people? On a banner. Yeah. And those people are, I, I told her, it's, it's your brother, it's brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents. It could be anybody. And she really didn't know what to say, which is understandable. She was young. But then uh, I caught a glimpse of a girl that I graduated with and there ended up being two girls on that, that one banner that I graduated with who uh, both actually overdosed and passed away. But yeah, it was, it was interesting to see people come up and they would, they would just be like looking for people and then they'd be like, yeah, my, my cousin passed away just recently or I know somebody that passed away or, or even people that were active just like newly uh sober sober people were there and they were just they were talking to us like just open conversation and how many times did you get how how many days are you clean a lot they just they just thought that because of the questions and the conversations that we were having that we obviously know a little bit about addiction from our podcast and talking to people and it just came across to them with what we were talking about and that they had to assume that we were in addiction as well. And just by, uh, I'm not saying this, but it was a competition on who gets the most uh, 
interest or most conversations, but I would say like we had a lot of engagement with a lot of different people. Oh yeah. Compared to the other booths that were there. Yeah, we had a lot of people come up and, and look at the banners. I mean, that's always a big thing. And I know we're going to get extra sets so that everybody's picture can be at every event because that's important. It's amazing how many people come up and look. Our first visitor was right at 4.30 when we just got done setting up. Um, she works in a recovery or rehab, actually, in Lancaster, and she got very emotional. And just on the one banner alone, she knew three people. One was her ex-boyfriend. And these banners only have, what, like 25 people on them? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So her best friend and her best friend's husband and her ex-boyfriend were all on the same banner. And she she was taken aback for a minute. Like, she literally said, I need a minute. And her kids realized that she was upset. um, And she was trying to explain it to them. So she was the first conversation. And... Through these conversations, they were none of them were the same, just like these podcasts when we tell stories. I mean, she expressed the need for recovery houses in York for girls. For women. For women. She expressed the difficulty it is for a woman or a girl to get help and remain in recovery because of the fact that in some situations they have children, and so they got to take care of their children. They can't always put themselves first. So her her information was a little different. Um, not you it's sh- not harder for a woman. It's not harder for a woman to stop addiction. It's harder for her to get the help and the support that she needs because while she's trying to work on herself, she's also having to take care of these children. In most cases, in some cases, the the guy has the kids as well. So what she was saying is, it's not harder. For her to stay clean, it's more difficult to go through the process and the programs with children involved. Because in this process, we always hear you have to focus on yourself. You have to want to do this. I mean, obviously, you and I can't speak on it because we've not been in addiction. But if you think about it, well, whether it's male or female, if there's kids involved, that's one more thing that you have to work out while you're trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, good point. So, I mean, she was our first our first visitor to the booth. Um, but we had multiple. We had a person, and you can tell this story, this was interesting. So we've been talking about, and those who follow Overdose know that the past couple of weeks that has been crazy. I don't read the news. I don't see it. But my my Facebook messenger has been blown up by not one more over the last couple of weeks with overdose deaths in York. And we got into a conversation with a lady on her bike that just pulled up that worked in the ER. And she was hers was interesting when she said she sees a lot of overdose in the emergency room. And I said to her recently, it seems like it's been a lot more. And I don't know that it is. It's just, I don't, I'm not used to hearing or seeing it um, as much as I have since I, I joined this not one more group. So it just seemed to me that it was a lot, but what was she saying? How did she get on the subject of what's happening at the high school? I think you asked her where are you seeing it like where is it or I don't know how it got brought up but she has a daughter who's in high school and 
her daughter was telling her that there's the kids are there's a dealer so there's dealers at high schools who give out uh ecstasy which not too familiar with but from watching movies and what she said that it allows you to stay awake longer so like when you're partying at night you want to stay up longer to uh keep partying i guess and you take this and it well, apparently, I guess what she said, that's laced with stuff. It's laced with fentanyl. Laced with fentanyl, and these kids are taking it without knowing it, and they're overdosing, and she said some of them are, are coming back, but then some of them actually pass in high school. Yeah, that was very interesting. She worked in the ER. And we don't know what high school this is or anything like that. We just This was what she said, and who knows? It might be more high schools. It might not be, but we don't know. But that was something interesting. Yeah. So she said, "What like they're selling pills? Like they're forty dollars, and they're selling oh, they're them at a discount." Them, yeah. They're saying these dealers are saying it's cheaper. So usually something that would be like forty dollars, they're selling for twenty five. And so this is high school. And to Austin's point, like that's a little bit. These are pills. In high school. And they take them, and me and you had a conversation after she left the booth where I said, are they taking them to stay awake? That's what she said. And she said, yes, she said that. But what was your conversation with me? Like, are they doing it to be cool? Do they want to stay up and party? Or like, why? Why are we doing this? Is it the feeling or is it to be cool? we, we We don't know. I mean... Again, it's it could be a little bit of everything, in my opinion. I'm not saying my opinion is right, but I would see it as so. Like we we mentioned before, like whenever you use uh, a certain substance or even alcohol or whatever, you uh, which would be a substance, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, when you do those things, you're almost looking for that uh, that dopamine release, that feel good, or or you're trying to escape your the life you're you're in now you're trying to escape that like you're trying to get out of your head your own head basically because you're you're so consumed by whatever it is that you're consumed by you want to escape it and mostly from what we heard from stories is they use uh substances to escape that 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 life that they don't want to basically be living in a sense i know but high school but the other part of that is i i would say that maybe it's a it's a fad like it's it's like a like conversation we had i when you're growing up and like me thinking back to high school we when you're growing up through high school you're you're developing your your self-image like you're trying to you're in a sense like trying to fit into different groups right like you're looking here and there and there and then you're like trying to feel it out like do i fit here do i fit there and then when you feel like you fit in a certain group, then you are you surround yourself with them people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you were in high school, but this is, this is how I was. Like, I I was, I would consider myself the more, like, the preppier, I guess. But then again, I'd be, I was, like, in any group, really. Like, I would talk to anybody. Like, but I always had, I felt like I had an upper hand on everybody just because Kyle went through high school first. So it was like, oh, I'm the little Kirshner, like... And like we knew Kyle's friends and stuff like that. So you would, you would have, uh, their siblings, Kyle's friends, siblings would be in high school with us. And it's like, we kind of, 
kind of just knew. But we always had these like trends that were like, I wore my jeans below my ass, like long shorts. These trends you just try to fit in. And it's it's just what it happens. And I, I think that goes to when you start surrounding yourself with individuals who try those things and and they seem like it's cool in a sense which it it's not it's not cool at all they they end up finding themselves in situations they probably shouldn't be in yeah and this good this this has been going on for a long time we're hearing about the high school now but if you remember dom was on our podcast at the very beginning his started in school in high school he shared with us you know just the party and and things like that so it's been going on in high schools for a very long time it's just today like you know we're just talking about some of the conversations that we had and it's just like when does it start and when do you start educating people and talking about it because while you were in the market house going to the men's room I had a mother come up with the her, men's room, the bathroom, the guys, bathroom, the bathroom, whatever. I call it the men's room because it has men's on the door, but whatever. So there was a mother men's. that came up with her two daughters and they wanted a bracelet. And she said, you don't need those bracelets. What does that mean? Like she looked at what the booth was about and she said, you don't need those bracelets. And I didn't say anything. Normally I would, because you know, tonight I did a lot of talking with a lot of different people, but what does that mean? It's it's interesting to see kids because uh, there was one f- there was one individual with two younger daughters, and she was looking at the banners, and I think one of her cousins passed away, and the the girl was probably like four. No, she was scorning. Or, she told me I know who you're talking about, yeah. and she was going into first grade, so she was like six, five or six. Because she told me, I don't want to go to first grade when we were yeah, on the yeah, other yeah. side of the table. But she she made a comment. She's like, something about, she asked, who were these people? Is that what she said? Yeah, she asked who the people were That's on the, the thing, banner. That's the thing. The kids were always curious, like, what what is this? Like, why are all these people's pictures on here and stuff like that? And she's like, well, who are all these people? And then somebody said something. And she was she made a comment. She's like, oh, yeah, I, I think I know somebody who, who, who overdosed. Yeah, and she was five, six years old. But but she said it in a sense of like, of like uh, she was already educated on it. No, nah, she said it out of like a sense of like, oh well, that apple's red. Like it didn't, it didn't like click with her like what the true meaning of those pictures were. You know what I'm saying? It was. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is like. Like it's acceptable. It yeah, just, it just it's, happens. Are they are kids gonna accept it as a is as a norm growing up? Or are they gonna say it? It's just part of life. It's what happens. Like people who smoke cigarettes, yeah. die of cancer. It, it's just it's just it's not odd. It's just interesting to see how younger kids, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, they develop in the next fifteen years, ten fifteen years, and how this whole thing is going to evolve or, or hopefully not evolve, but get better. I mean, there was a lot of people that walked past that, past that booth. I would say, I don't even know if half the people stopped. You have I those. Mean, we had, we had a good, we had some good foot traffic. We had some really good conversations. 
about different things and different people in recovery, how many people came up that were in recovery, in the recovery houses. Um, yeah, one guy was talking to me, and it, it when you're sitting behind a, a banner, like two banners that have people who passed away, and you almost, you like represent that in a way like you're you're volunteering to help those people like in recovery and you've mentioned this multiple times it's like it's like a family and like literally this dude never talked to him before and he's like coming up and it was like it was actually like two or three of them that just came up to me and just started talking to me and he's like yeah man i'm just he's like i'm not gonna lie he's like i'm, I'm two weeks sober he said i was I'll, I'll be walking down the street and there'll be a bag of crack laying on the ground and he said stupid me would just pick it up and then use it he's like it's a one-time thing and he's like i shouldn't be doing it but i do it and he's like i'm two weeks and i was like like i don't honestly i don't know what to say like other than i told the guy i said just you just gotta keep going like you just gotta basically keep pushing like i, I like i don't know what to say it's difficult and we talked about this before when somebody comes up like the one girl came up and said i'm only 18 months clean and I looked at her and I said, only 18 months is better than only one minute or one hour. And she said, I never looked at it that way. And then she said to me, well, how long are you in recovery? And I said, I'm not in recovery. I said, for drugs. I don't have an addiction to drugs. And she said, well, how do you know to tell somebody that it's better to be one hour clean and that 18 hours is better than one hour. Like, how can you say that? And I said, I've learned through experience. And I think that they actually appreciated that honesty. Like, we could have very easily just said whatever. But, like, we still kept talking to them and still tried to encourage them and use what we've learned on these podcasts to share with them. You know, and a couple of people, I said, my son failed. Like, he he died of an overdose he's on this banner he's not on this one here tonight but he's on a banner and my goal is to help make sure that you don't get your face on this banner and i said to the one guy who um showed up at the homeless on the weekends months and months and months ago who i haven't seen forever and he said yeah i haven't been down there because i screwed up and i said well you made a bad choice but you didn't screw up because here today you're standing right here right now taking bracelets back to your recovery house people and and you want this and he said yeah i do want this and then his friend who was not in recovery but who he met in the city looked at him and said i don't want to see your picture on this on this banner brother and so there's so many support people out there as well that we saw tonight like how many people stopped with so many different stories. And that's why I want to do this podcast on. There's still a lot of education that needs to be happening to people that don't know anything about we, it. We and keep saying that there needs to be a lot of education. Like there needs to be more help. There needs to be this. There needs to be that. There needs to be this. I agree there, there could be more, but there's people out there doing a lot already. And we can't look past that. Oh, and, I know. And, There's and some just, good organizations. And just, say, and just say, like, oh, we, well, forget them. Basically not saying forget them, but we can't look past the people that are doing the the work now and, and helping right now. Like, 
we we got to appreciate them as well but along the way hopefully more will help and volunteer and and bring awareness to all this yeah but i think there's I, more coming out there i think we're doing always, more but it sounds like you're always saying like more 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 we're never gonna attain any like we're never gonna reach a goal where like we don't have you know what i'm saying like we're just yeah. shooting in the dark it's like what are we what are we actually aiming for Raymond, our goal is something that's never going to be achievable. We can't stop it, but we can help educate where people want to listen. Like tonight that people wanted to listen, we were able to share just our experience or what we've learned. You know, and, and I'm going to give a big shout out to JFT because just for today, which is out there on, on uh, East Market Street with Becky, um, she runs that program because I've heard at least tonight Three or four people mentioned to me how great JFT has been to them personally. And and, and, and again, that, that's all based on uh, the individual's experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but to your point, there's some stuff people out there. like apples, but other people don't like oranges. And the people that like oranges aren't going to like apples. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, it's just, you're going to fit in different areas. And she may, she, I'm not discrediting her, but she may be doing great for the people that fit well with her like those are her type of people that she can communicate with or like you know what i'm saying right like, but there's opportunity so there's just one more opportunity the program she's offering is a little bit different than the program somebody else is offering to your point there's options for these people to go out for people to find what suits them best the last individual that we talked to he was from not from this area and he shared something with me and and the longer we talked, then he, he took back what he said. He When he originally started talking to me, he said he doesn't feel as though people in York County support. The AA programs in York County were not as supportive as where he comes from. And so in my experience, I just shared my experience, and I said I don't, any of them that I went to, I felt like they were family. And we do stigmatize people. I mean, I talked to... Four different homeless people that I haven't seen in months. And each one of them, I said to you, that's one of my homeless people. And the the appearance, the physical appearance, was totally different with every one of them. So the one person looked tired, was not well kept. You know, his hair was messy or whatever. So he's walking down the street and people are looking at him. But then the other guy that I met, um, Mike, who came out of the market house just like everybody else and is in the same situation as, as Randy, the first guy that I know, but they look totally different. Do you think your uh, image... your your image that you present out into the world dictates i i guess it would i guess it would be because it would fall under stigma do you think that has a big role in how we see other people on their physical appearance oh 100 percent. in their attire how they dress 100 percent. so if i were to were to dress up ragged clothes so why is it okay for me to wear holy jeans, 
which we had this conversation. <laughs> the only difference between... that's the style now. difference between a lot of people that have holes in their jeans and mine is I actually started with a pair of jeans that had no holes and I used them. I work. I work, people. Okay. So we're people watching so, tonight, too. So oh, we're stigmatizing That's my, that's my as favorite well. thing to do. Are we stigmatizing when we're people watching? Are you judging no. them in your brain without saying we're out loud? We're learning. We're learning how people maneuver through their lives and like their their obviously their appearance how they how they move how they interact with their uh significant other like how they present themselves when they walk do they walk with confidence are they looking down i'm looking at all these things is that stigmatizing that's not stigmatizing they have their head down and they're introvert and this it's all about how people are are moving like in a sense like how why are they moving the way are they're moving it's it's all psychology right it, that shit interests me. Like, how, how can how can you how can you? It's just I mean, some things are funny. Some things like the one woman walked over and she's like, "How are you?" And I didn't know she was looking at me, so I looked behind me and I was like, "You talking to me?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm talking to you." So I was like, just those interactions with people. It's it's interesting to see how some people are outgoing and aren't afraid to be themselves, and then there's other people who are introverts who. I think of myself when if if I were not to know about uh, a, um, addiction like I do now, like, would I stop? Like, if if Kyle would pass and I'd be walking by that, that not one more stand, would I stop? And probably not because I'd be, even if my brother's picture was on there. Because I'm like, I would consider myself like a, I don't want to label myself an introvert because I'm, I'm, I'm both. I'm extrovert and introvert. It just depends on the situation and circumstance. But I don't. I think I'd walk right by. I'd probably look over and I'd walk right by. So how many of those people were walking by that it, it affected them in a, in a sense, but are too scared? Not scared, but they're introverted. They don't want. They're too shy or whatever it is that they don't want to come up and and Engage. talk. But then you have the whole polar opposite where there's people who are outgoing they want to go up and they want to talk to you and you you can just tell the sense of people this is what i'm trying to get like everybody's different how many, i told you today how many fucking people are in the world and everybody looks different next time you guys are out look just look around look how many people you fucking pass a day how many people you interact with there's more than just york pa yeah i was talking to a guy at work about that it's it's crazy when you go to travel it's like it's just crazy. It's a whole different environment. And and the life that you live here now, I'm going off on a tangent, but the life that you live here, like you, you go to work, you, you provide for your family and stuff like that. Your vacation at a different spot is somebody else's lifestyle. So when you go to Florida, somebody lives down there. Somebody provides for their family. Somebody works there. And, and But that's vacation for you. It's just the world is so big. Yeah. There's so many people, and the fact that everybody looks different, and then we're all labeled with these things that we call names. Yeah, we saw a lot of different people tonight, a lot of different. I mean, but, you even had the conversation, because well, I stood the whole time, and you sat the whole time. Am I intimidating people to come up to the booth because I'm standing, and would they be more welcome if I would sit down? It's things you got to think about, things we don't think about, like... I was literally sitting there the whole time and I tried not crossing my arms because I learned that if you cross your arms, it means you're closed off. You don't want conversation. So I would try to keep my, my arms open. I wouldn't cross my legs. Anything crossing your arms or whatever. I didn't head down, 
you it, it it's an indication of closed off and some people you don't you don't acknowledge it but your brain like senses it like okay that per like it doesn't your your conscious mind doesn't break it down it's like okay that dude is crosses an arm he doesn't look like he wants to be present like confronted with conversation so don't talk to him it's just how humans interact and that's what i'm talking about when you watch people it's interesting and that's when it goes back to farhan and then when they talk about moving people like he knows <laughs> he knows the psychology he knows how to get people to move did i move people today tonight i don't know you didn't move that tent very really good <laughs> <laughs> I I I really truly enjoyed tonight, um, and I'll enjoy the street rods tomorrow because Kyle will be right behind me on the board. Um, but I just wanted to share like there's so many different people still and so many different stories and so many levels of education when it comes to stigma and different things, and it it just so I appreciate the people that came up to the booth. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to meet these people. And there's one last thing that I want to talk about before we, we go, because we'd have to do this again um, for the rest of the weekend. But one of the girl, one girl came up in particular, and she, she's a yoga instructor. And I lost, I didn't lose her card. It's in my van. I mean, my van, oh my gosh, in my Jeep. And I need to get her card out, but I thought it was the coolest thing. So it's yoga that incorporates the 12-step program. So it's like going to a uh, 12-step meeting, except it's through yoga, stretching and things like that. So, so there was only like three people. Is it Was it York? Three in York that are there certified. There was three instructors that were certified in this type of yoga. It's like, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was like Y12-something, two letters or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Y12, but, meaning yoga, 12-step program, whatever it was. But she's going to reach out to the Not One More organization because I asked her to, um, and she wants to promote that. But I thought that was kind of cool, something new. So we talk about doing things, and now we're coming up with new ideas to help with with this substance abuse disorder. So, And the 12-step program we talked about before, anybody can incorporate that in their life, not just for addiction. It's, it's a good 12 steps to get your life in line um, if that's what you choose to do to help yourself out there. So I just wanted to talk a little bit. I told Austin we were supposed to. We should have had our mics out at that first Friday. Maybe one first Friday we will do that when we're not necessarily running the booth but actually talking to people. I think that would be cool. Some of those people would have talked to us and shared. Yeah, honestly, uh, I went out there and – Shouldn't have an expectation, but I went out, and when we first got there, there was two of us, mm -hmm. two people who uh, had their tents out, and I'm like, well, where's everybody out? So I was like, well, there's not going to be a lot of people until probably late, because more people were going to show up after work and stuff like that, but we had these chintzy water bottles they were nice. How many were there? There were probably like 30 of them. Probably. And my expectation was <laughs> that none of them were going to go and they all left. The bags, <laughs> so everything. So sadly. So sadly. Even though more. I was giving people three or four of them at that time. We have more. <laughs> no, it was, it was definitely a good event. I enjoyed myself. 
people watching. But hearing good stories, success stories. I definitely was. Sad stories. The main factor of getting people to come talk to us, though. That's not true. He sat back in the corner. I had more people come up and talk to me. That's not true. You might have I sold gave more out more compliments. You talk about on the podcast giving out 10 compliments. I didn't hear one fucking compliment out you. That's a lie. I told those people how proud I was that they were doing what they were doing in the recovery. I sh- you were right there when I said to the lady who works in Hanover, can't like, thank you. you for everything that you're doing to help people in this situation. I can't believe you. You're such a liar. I can't I- believe you fucking people that you work with either because they don't, they don't respond back to anything I ask about. It's okay. Uh, I, I'm calling all you guys out. Okay, good. It's 10:13 on Friday y'all. night, so all y'all should be in bed. But I just wanted to share, like, the excitement's there. Like, get out, people, get out and learn about it. Help talk about it. Share your stories. It's it's awesome, and I'm so glad COVID's over and we can finally get back out there and and be with the people and entertain and learn and educate and 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 and, and it was great so thank you guys we were we're working on getting some guests on i have two hot topics coming up here in the near future if i can get two people to talk about it what are they um i don't what that glass shirt say today what did it say i don't know transgender we want to talk about that. That's what the shirt say? I can't remember the exact verbiage. I think you said transgenders are not human beings. They are. Is that what I said? Yes. Transgenders are considered human beings. So I Wait, I, you said they weren't. They were. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood her. They were. So the shirt said that they were considered yes. human beings. Yes. Oh. And so that's a topic that I, I learned a little bit about. I want to learn a little bit more about um, because there's definitely stigma behind that right now in society. And so I want to reach some people that can explain that and help educate us because I have no idea. Again, it's going to be uh, opinion-based. Right. It's opinion-based, but can we educate? Can we at least talk is, to people? Is it fair to say that everything's opinion-based? Is there anything that's actual facts? Well, everybody has their own Besides opinion numbers. on everything. So you can so you're factual. Saying, There's factual what information. Percentage, what percentage oh of our, our lives is just made up of opinions that we think are facts or we think we're right? Well, I don't know. There's factual information. When you When you think you're right about everything, you stop learning. You stop growing. Yeah, but there's factual information. When I do a report yeah, at work, many, that's factual information. That's right, their right, sales right, number. Right, right, that's right. factual. Yeah. As far as like believing in religion or even gun control, any of this stuff, it's opinionated. There's facts to it. This many people died from addiction. That's a fact. Belief is all opinion, and that's what divides the world. But that's fact. This many people, there's statistics that show this many people died of cancer. That's a fact. I got a question. Your opinion on how they died and should they have died is your opinion. I got a question. But that's a fact. I think I asked you this question already, though. What? Before we end. I was sitting here earlier in the podcast. We were talking about, I don't know what to say to these individuals when they're talking to me about this stuff. And uh, right away, I thought about what would I say to Kyle? And I think I'd be it'd be it'd be tough love for me. Like I would, 
I'd be like, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> you, I know, but that's you that's ain't what you would that do. Shit, no more. That's what you say you would do. I'm telling mom and dad, <laughs> <laughs> and your house getting kicked out of the house. <laughs> Yeah. No, okay. It's, so it's you a, it's a serious. Th- it's a serious thing. If you would have did that, I, no, he no, would have known listen, that you did that, and I kicked him out of the house, and he passed away. Would you feel bad? Shit, I can't answer that question because I want. I will. It's it's, uh, it's opinion based because it's not facts. You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying you would. I want to protect like myself from yeah. a statement from earlier. Yeah. No, but it's definitely uh definitely something that I thought about before. Maybe something I can. I can write up like a letter to him. Yeah, a journal or something. Like something I would have said or like, I don't know. Get deep sometimes. But I know, but it's all experience. I met a guy at another stand this and it's morning. All circumstantial, yeah. uh, it's all circumstantial and situational as far as like, okay, what part of the process, like what part of the state, what stage, sorry, what stage of the substance disorder was he? And like, does your parents know at this point? Right. Like, are you are you in uh, recovery? Or are you not in recovery? Like, it it all like and it. What I'm trying to talk about is like, I, if I would have known. If I would have known, like, what kind of what kind of response would I would I give him? Well, it's an if question. If I would have known, but we didn't. And it's all like what age of our life we were at, and like, cause with everything that happened, like definitely made me a wiser person, like more laid back in a sense. Like everything, it it just brought life a whole different perspective for me. Like just going through everything and some people learn from it. I feel like I'm different, unique and yeah, you are, but we're all the same. Oh, we're not going there tonight. Yeah, that's all I want to say. All right, guys, and also we're going to get Dylan here. Dylan's coming on. We're going to finish up what the medium said about Dylan and the different different topics that we spoke about in regards to the medium. So, All right, guys, we love you. Uh, thanks for listening if you're listening this week. And yep. uh, don't be afraid to comment or say hi, whatever you guys want to do. And we'll be doing First Fridays, more First Fridays. This isn't our only one, first and last one. We'll be doing more, so... Maybe Austin will have the balls to bring out his microphones to one of them and the actually balls? interview people. So the balls, whatever. Get your inner, get your uh, microphones out there. So, oh, all right, they're called balls. Whatever. All right, everybody, we'll catch you on the next one. We're gonna catch Dylan on the next one. Um, finish up our medium, and then again, we have a couple other topics that I want to introduce that are new to us. So. If you have any experiences with that newness of anything that you want us to cover, uh, let us know. And we'll catch you next week. See you. Bye.